0: Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. So here we are, Sunday morning. Welcome again. Um, I, uh, I ha- Since we were Pentecostal Church, um, and I can't hear the amens from you guys, that's Diana's job. So if I say something really great, she's going to give it a good amen. Amen. There you go. So if you don't hear her for the rest of the time, we'll, we'll have a conversation later. Um, I was thinking of getting a laugh track, but I don't know how well that would work. Um, but all I know is that God is in control um, and I'm, I'm just privileged to share his word this morning. So can we pray before we start? Do I get some nods? Yes, maybe. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just ask that um, as we go into your word, Father, that you are in control, um, that these are not my words. These are not my thoughts, Lord, but these are the things that you've asked me to share this morning. So Father, um, just guide my words, guide my heart, guide my mind, um, and that our hearts will be open for what you have for us this morning. Amen. So um, as everything's been happening, we're all connected a lot more with social media, Instagram, um, whatever that looks like. And there was a post about, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, on one of our uh, community groups, on one of our new market groups, um, and somebody um, just put a post It was a photo, just giving glory to God um, in the challenging times. And I saw that and I was encouraged, Um, but I was also curious. So I started scrolling down the comments. And as I scrolled down the comments, there were some that were encouraged by it as well and commented and and said something, but there were a lot and and more than I expected um, that were really angry, that were really frustrated, that were blaming God for everything going on right now, um, some even using profanity to do it. And as I scrolled down, I was really saddened by this. I was really, I didn't know how to feel, to be honest. Um, and in that, I just myself, I just started seeking. Okay, God, what's going on? Um, what's what's happening, um, Lord? I, I can't explain this. I don't understand this. But I know that you're a good God. You know, we've just gone through a series uh, of Genesis, and, and it really shows the goodness of who, the goodness of who God is um, and the great things that God has done. And, and so now I'm, I'm struggling with myself, and it's like, okay, God, you're a good God. I know that. I've experienced that. But this is really scary. This is really challenging. Um, I don't know what to do with the situation. Um, and there's been a verse that's been stuck in my head for about, for about a week now. Um, and actually, Pastor Wayne shared it yesterday morning on his daily devotional. And the verse is found in Psalm 121, and I'm going to put it up for you. I'm going to try to put it up for you. Let's see it. There you go. It says this, I look up to the hills, but where will my help really come from? My help will come from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. He will not let you fall. Your protector will not fall asleep. And so this verse has just been resonating with me. And and it's not a very long chapter. If you have an opportunity, take a read of, of the chapter. But it was resonating with me. And as And as I was preparing and as I was getting ready for this week, this verse just kept coming back into my heart, coming back into my head. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you... What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say right now? And verse one really stood out again for me. And it stood out because this is what the world is doing right now. They're looking around and they're saying, where does my help come from? They are frustrated. They are, they don't know what's going on. And they're saying, where is my help? And it triggered all those emotions that I felt a couple weeks ago when I was reading those posts and people are upset and angry and, and blaming God. And, and I, and even where I went in asking God, God, what is this? What's going on? Explain this to me. And in all of that, I started going through scripture and I started going through my mind and and I started saying, okay, there's got to be some biblical precedent for this. There's got to be something in the word that will help me go through this. And the person I thought about was Job. So right now we're going through globally something that is just, just bigger than anything we've experienced before. And Job went through something really similar in his own life where it was something that he couldn't explain. He lost family. He lost uh, property. He lost um, cattle and all the livestock. And he just lost everything. And he was going through a catastrophic time in his life. And as Job goes through this, and Job is trying to make sense of it, I, I kind of find that he was in the same position I was. He was like, okay, God, what's going on? Like, I don't understand this. I don't get this. This doesn't make sense to me. He has three of his friends come along and they're trying to figure it out with them. And there's really nothing, nothing that makes sense in all of it, but they're still trying to make sense of it. They're still trying to figure out, okay, what is this? And it gets to a point and and i just i stopped on it for a little while where at the end of job so basically chapters 38 to 41 there is this response from god and god now starts speaking to job and it's really interesting what god does with Job. He doesn't explain to him why. He doesn't tell him this is what's happening behind the scenes. He really just starts challenging Job. He, he goes on and on and on. And let me put this up in, verse, in chapter 38 of Job, verses 1 to 4. Let's read this together. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is it that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. When I read this, I, wow. It kind of, it shocked me, you know, Brace yourself like a man. Uh, answer me the questions I have for you. And then God goes and in three chapters, he just starts telling Job about the things that God does, about how good God is. Um, in uh, chapter 38, verses 4 and 5, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determines its dimension and stretches out the surveying line? In chapter 39, verses 13 and 14, the ostrich flaps her wings grandly, but they are no match for the feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on top of the earth, letting them be warmed in the dust. In chapter 40, verses 9 and 10, are you as strong as God? Can you thunder with a voice like his? All right, put your glory and splendor and honor and majesty. God just consistently, in these three verses, speaks of things that Job cannot begin to understand. But why does God do this? What is God's purpose in all of this? And I really think that God's purpose in all of this is to teach Job a lesson to teach Job that there are things that he's never going to understand. There are things that are bigger than him. There are things that only God can know. And I don't know. I felt really strangely comforted in this. I felt really comforted that I'm not God that I don't know and that that's okay, but there is a good God that I can trust. And there is a God that, even when I'm questioning things, even when I don't know what to do with something, he still has an answer. I just might not know it. And God consistently now challenges Job. And and I want to read one more verse from Job. Or actually, I'm going to read two more, but this one first. It's found in Job 40, verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Job, do you still want to argue with the Almighty? Are you God's critic? But do you have you are God's critic? But do you have the answer? This is just this. This would make me cry. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If God turned to me and said something like this, I'd probably cry. But it also shows me God's power, and God's splendor in God's majesty. And I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only Christian who does this, but I sometimes find myself arguing with God. It's like, God, why? God, I want to know um, what's your timing? What's my timing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Why is everybody getting sick? Why do people die? Why do other people live? I, and and I, I just start asking why, why, why? If you ask the youth, they know this about me um i ask a lot of questions but i always know where to find the answer and that's in god and you see when i was when i was bothered and perturbed by the comments i saw last week of people being upset at god and being angry and even being profane towards god i understood something else that they're angry at god cuz they just don't know who he is they don't know the majesty, and the greatness of the God I serve. They don't know how much God has done in my life, so they can't experience the same thing I have. They haven't allowed God to work in theirs, but they have an opinion about him. And Job also comes to this conclusion, and his response to God, it it kind of broke me a little bit as well. And this is what he says. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You asked, who is it that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. Job had lost so much. Job was broken. Job didn't know what to do. But still, he says to God that the things he was talking about are things that are far too wonderful for him. See, Job knew God. Job walked with God. And Job knew that God was in control, even though all around him there was hardship. Even though what had happened to Job was really unprecedented. And that's a word that's been used a lot today. But Job understood that the God he served has done way too much in his life to abandon him. I was asked um, a few weeks ago, um, what is it that led me to follow Christ? I'm going to share this. Um, I was about 18 years old. I'd grew, grown up in church, but for the last three years, before, well, before I was 18, um, I had kind of walked away from God and, and I'd been frustrated and living a life that didn't honor God. And I was, it was about 2 in the morning. I'm sitting in my car at a dead-end street. There's nobody around me, and I, and I remember arguing with myself. I remember arguing with myself because I was trying to decide whether I was going to live a life for God or I was just going to walk away Um, because it was at a point in my life where I had to choose. And as I sat there and I thought of everything that the world could offer me, it seemed pretty good. Um, Pleasures of the world, things of this world. I could do whatever I wanted. There was no accountability. It actually, it felt like... (laughs) It felt like I was just a kid, and my parents had walked away, and I could do anything I wanted. That's that's what the world felt like to me, like that's what it offered. And I made a pros and cons list. You know, what's good in the world, um, and then what's good with God. And I started remembering. I reminded myself of God's promises. I reminded myself of His Word. I reminded myself of what I had seen God do. In those around me, from people being cured of of addiction, um, to my mom being cured of cancer, to people changing their lives drastically because they came to know a God who loved them unconditionally. And in that moment, everything that the world had to offer really meant nothing because God wasn't in it. And the grandeur, the splendor of God was bigger and better than anything the world could offer me. Life with God was so much more than the pleasures of this earth. And then we find ourselves again in Psalm 121. My help will come from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. He will not let you fall. Your protector will not fall asleep. And as these words have just been resonating in my heart this week, I just, I had to share them with you guys. Because I I, I could try to sit here and explain what's going on. I can try to use scripture to say that these are the end times. Or I could try to use scripture to say that Everything's going to be okay, and there's hope, and don't worry about it. But I don't know. But I serve a God who does, and I want to put my trust in that. I want to put my faith in a God who has things under control, in the God who has things under control. Because I know if I do that, he's got me. It's okay. I might not like it. It might not be easy but I'm walking with my God. I'm walking with my Father. So as we, as we go through these times, I want to give you three little things um, to challenge you um, when you're in isolation, when you're alone, when there's nobody around. I think there are three things that will help us get through this. And first is rest in his word. In Matthew Chapter 11, verses 28 to 30 says this, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give to you is light. Rest in his word. Go to scripture. Understand what God has promised you as his child and find peace in that. I know I do. I know just going, even going through the devotionals, we've been doing this with the youth. Um, If you have the Bible app, you can actually add people as your friends on the Bible app. And we did this with a a group of our students, not all of them yet. So if, if you're a youth and you have not added me as a friend yet on your Bible app, do so. And every day, we've been going through a devotional with our our students. And at the end of the devotional, they get a chance to comment. And it's been great to see how the Word of God has been an encouragement to our students. How they understood in the study that we just went through that God doesn't abandon us. God doesn't leave us, even though right now it's challenging. God is still with us. So rest in his word. Spend time listening to what God has to say. Secondly, stay covered in prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 say this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Go to him with everything. And thank him for all he has done. Just like Job said... I don't understand the wondrous things you're doing, even though they were really challenging. He just went to God and said, thank you. I get it. You're bigger than me. You've got this. And lastly, I want to challenge you to just focus on him. Our worship is huge. And Psalm 19 says this, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. Church, I challenge you to go just spend some time in worship. Just spend some time exalting him. Uh, Earlier earlier this week, I think it was, BJ shared a song with us. Um, And it it was a great song. And I just found myself for the rest of the week just sitting and going into times of worship. Because when everything is dark around us, if we lift our voices and exalt our God, it changes. It changes our heart. Um, It changes what we're thinking about. Because God now is the one who is getting the glory. If the heavens proclaim his glory, if the skies display his craftsmanship, can't we lift our voices and exalt him? Can't we understand that life is better with Jesus? Life is better because of Jesus. So church, there is hope. There is God's promises. And there is his help. Because my help comes from the Lord. Where does your help come from? Are you relying on things of this world? Are you relying on the knowledge of this world? Or are you relying on the grace of our God? Are you relying on who he is and what he has done? Can you remind yourself of where God has brought you from and where he has taken you to? And if you're like me, God took me from some dark places. He took me from from a lot of hurt, and he made me new again. So I can trust him. I can put my hope in him. I don't have to second guess if he is a good God because I've experienced that in my life. Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, I just, again, I thank you for who you are. Um, I thank you that your word is a comfort to my heart, is a comfort to my mind. And Lord, in, in times that are really challenging, in times that are just hectic in times where we don't even get to see each other, meet together. You are still here. You are still with us. You are still in control. So Father, I thank you that I don't know your plans because I am not God, but I thank you that I trust in you. I thank you that I can rely on you. I thank you that in everything you've got me covered. So, Father, I just, I put my trust in you. I rest in your word. I want to stay connected with you in in my prayer. And, Lord, I just want to exalt you in my worship. Because you are where my help comes from. So, Father, I thank you again. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca